Hammerlooms Debro back at you again with another episode of Inside the Forest. That hurt. <laughs> I I don't really know. You know, I, I wanted to record this on Saturday night slash Sunday morning. And I mean the 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 only thing you can kind of say about that one is that is that hurt. Um I do want to start by saying, you know, I think moral victories on the whole or just can be bad. I know, you know, you don't always want to fall down the rabbit hole of, yeah, you know, we, we hang, we hung in there talk, we did this, we did this. But I think there's a lot to be said in this game for the fact of how they played in a big boy game. You know, there, I mean, even for myself, like, especially for myself, this was something that Wake Forest had really struggled in. Um, and, and even Sam Hartman in games that got gross in games that just were, you know, heavyweight hit hittings. Like I, you know, and I think state last year was a big game, but I don't think any team would say they played their a game on either side of the ball. I think that was really a C game from wake um, or the C C minus game from NC state last year. Um, I mean, this, like they're like wake has had, you know, their own fair share of issues when it comes to, these really big games, whether it's Pitt last year, whether it's Clemson every year, part of that is injuries, whether it's Wisconsin a couple of years ago, you know, Wake has had issues in these sorts of games with these sort of guys on defense. And, you know, after the first quarter, um, you know, I'm not thinking about grace. I, 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 these, I don't think that's fair. Um, you know, after the first quarter, you know, we really thought, this might have been really first two drives. We thought, you know, maybe this is this is just going to be another one of those of those games where Wake is just outmatched up front. You know, Sam got a little bit got a little bit of happy feet. They they ran they ran the ball all game. You know, actually, I think pretty fine. Um, I I think I think they actually ran the game, ran the ball well, but you know, I mean, it, it was a thing that they couldn't get the passing game going. And, you know, Clemson gets up 14-0, and you think, that's it. And then, you know, they they punch back. You know, they punch, they, they drive down. They not really drive down the field. It's a, it's a P.I. Um, for Donovan Green. You get Keyshawn the ball for, for a good run. Uh, you know, they get another P.I. to 18. That's the sense of the game, uh, forcing P.I. And then, you know, they hit banks. You know, it's a bit of a, it's a little bit of an underthrow. Um, and then, you know, that's something that, honestly, I think, I kind of want to talk to Dave, you know, me Warren about this and say, you know, is that is it actually designed for where they want the ball to be thrown? Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a bit of a throw, but I mean, it doesn't matter. The results of, like Banks has the guy beat. Um, and even if he doesn't catch the ball, it should have been a PI. Um, you know, 36 yard touchdown. And I mean, even on defense, uh, you know, they gave, they gave up those first two touchdowns and then really really tried like started selling it you know they they started getting off the field on third down which means for the whole game they didn't but you know they started selling in you know they forced uh two straight punts uh they held uh thrown then two straight field goals um you know that in that first half it felt like kind of a heavyweight battle um i really i really started to be impressive like and you started getting the feeling of you know what if Wake can do this? It didn't. It didn't feel like last year where it was like, man, you know, we just need one big play here and Wake can climb back. And he was like, no, it felt. It felt like Wake was in it. Like if it felt like Wake was in it. Um, you know, after that touchdown, Wake kind of goes the same way of of just not being able to convert a third down. Um, and then you know after that field goal from the first field goal from Clemson, they start they start moving the ball. You know, it's another PI. Um, Keyshawn with a nice 13 catch. Um, you know, another, another, uh, another. Um, well, this one was kind of a dumb mistake. The, the, the unnecessary roughness against he, that uh, the linebacker hits Keyshawn, cornerback. Excuse me. Then they hit Jamal for a nice 30 yard gain, and then you know they hit him again. Nice little, nice little fade. He just was just better. Jamal Banks is good. Jamal Banks is good. Um, you know, they the defense really, you know, they they let up a they played bend on break in that la- in that last half, last the last drive of the half, half, but you know, they forced a field goal. Um, and that's 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 what you that's what you want, you know. 
you know, I don't think Wake was going to be a team that was going to sit there and let Clemson. They're not going to sit there and hold Clemson to zero, three, ten points. But, you know, where you, you take your wins where you can get, especially with how injured they started being racked up. Um, you know, I thought the first half was fine. Was, was, was fine. You know, I, I wish Wake could have done a little bit more, a couple of their opportunities. But, I mean, you're going up against one of the best defensive lines in the country. I know it feels weird because it feels like the Clemson sentiment is, you know, our, our defensive line just isn't as elite as we thought it was and this and that. And it's like part of, part of this entire game from both sides is except the freshman corners and not even just freshman corners. They still had Nate Wiggins out there um, and Fred Davis. They still had a couple guys that are all experienced, but outside of the Clemson corners, a lot of, a lot of what was happening was just guys just being better. There was Wake's offensive line held up against Clemson's off uh, Clemson's defensive line. Clemson's offensive line decently held up against Wake's O line. Um, you know, towards the end of the first half and that third quarter, Wake really started to get pressure with um with three guys. They started they started getting pressure with three guys, I mean excuse me, with four guys. And you know, that Wake Wake didn't feel like they could they could Wake didn't feel like they could bring five too often. Um when they brought five and six, actually, they got they got burned a lot. I um, mean, it wasn't just because they didn't get home. Clemson offensive line held up, and DJ delivered a strike. Um, yeah, I mean, Wake's receivers were just better than Clemson's corners. DJ was DJ was the best or second best quarterback on that field, and and whoever was second best was the second best quarterback of the day <laughs> of of just the Lady NCAA that day. It was DJ played an amazing game. Sam played fantastic. It's just one of those games that there's not a whole, there's not really a whole lot you would, you would change. Um, I mean, I just, it, it, it's one of that, and I feel like there's been people like, you know, nitpicking, you know, why weren't they more aggressive here or weren't they aggressive there? So let's, you know, kind of take it, take it down in the second half. Uh, Clemson gets the ball to start the second half and then immediately, uh, you know, they get, they let up a, a 19 yard catch to Ngata, but then, you know, then it's a quick, three and out after that. Um, and then Wake kind of responds with their own touchdown. Um, where also please stop showing baseball alongside football. And in, in like, I, it was really annoying on the watchback yesterday to sit there and see Sam Hartman run for 25, 26 yards. But I, you know, I don't hear what's happening because Aaron judge is out here taking a two Oh count. Like I like baseball much as love baseball. I, I sit there and watch the Braves as much as I possibly can. The the whole picture and picture thing, don't do that. Stop doing that. <laughs> um, yeah, like Sam, Sam, Sam takes a run. Allison takes a little swing pass out for 22 yards, and then he hit, he throws an absolute dime to Donovan. Just at just perfect. Um, and then you know, it's like, okay, cool. You know, where do we go from here? We gets another stop. And this one isn't even like, oh, they gave up a big play, um, a big play, and then um didn't do anything else. It was a it was quick three and out. And then Wake gets the ball back and Drives the ball down seven plays, 70 yards. Um, and it's just Jamal Banks, AT Perry, AT Perry. Um, and then there's the there, the one, the only penalty of the day that I didn't agree with was the blindside block. I thought that it should have been an offsetting penalty. Um, I think the blindside block call, and I think it was on Lowick or Devontae Gordon. Um, I thought that was fine. Uh boy. <laughs> Yeah, D. Wiggins and uh, Nate Wiggins, excuse me, the Clemson quarterback, just rips Sam Hartman's helmet off for absolutely no reason, um, and it's like right in front of the ref. But I mean, I think all in all, like I was completely fine with how that was called. That was the only penalty I didn't really agree with. But I mean, the next play is it's it's a blade pi, and then you know Christian Turner runs a couple of times, and it, another absolute dime from Sam to Blake Whitehart. That was that was it was great. It was. There's nothing more you can ask from that. Um, I was really, really impressed there. You know, Clemson goes down and and gets a touchdown, and I, you know, I, yeah, yeah, you hate that it happens. It was gonna, it was gonna happen. I'm, I, you know, I don't think you were getting out of this game with Clemson, without Clemson scoring thirty on you. I said that I thought that beforehand. So I was like, you know what, whatever, completely fine. And then Wake, I mean, kind of Wake, Wake did a good job of responding. Um, I mean, the next drive is, you know, them working down the field. And, and so 
I, I did I did want to touch on on this. So I'll, at the start of the second half, Clemson went to more of a more Tampa two. They they went to a two high safety and said, We are not gonna get beat deep. And Wake said okay and thought it was completely fine because that opened up the run game for them. And they were already running the ball. I, I know they I think they had maybe I want to say uh and I, I hate when there was like, oh, rush stats always include the, the um, QB because, you know, sacks and whatever. It's always weird. I thought I thought they ran the ball pretty well in the first half. Like, they, it, wasn't, it wasn't well in terms of yards. I thought it was a fact. I thought when they ran the ball, it was with intent, and they didn't sit there and get stopped for negative yards. Yeah, look, if you're looking through the plays in the first half, their run plays, second and two, Justice Allison, four-yard run. Second and one, Justice Allison, five-yard run. There's a there's a negative one play for seven and eight um, minus one, and then kind of scroll down, scroll down, scroll down, scroll down. Uh, you know, first and ten, three yard run, second and seven, one yard. Run. You know, third and six. That's that's manageable. That's something you you'd prefer that than what we had against Liberty, which was second and twelve, third and third and eight, third and nine, third and ten. Like that's fine. Um, you know, I I I think they I don't think they ran the ball more than like seven times in that in that first half. Um, the last. Uh, I think it might have been seven or eight. eight seven or eight might have been the final play of the half where they were just running up the clock. So I don't. It's not even that they weren't running the ball well in the first half. Wick was trying to use this, use the passing game as an extension, the short passing game as an extension of the, of the offense, and it worked sometimes. There was a couple of times where Clemson knew that was coming, um, but once Clemson got beat over the over the top too many times, they switched. They switched Tampa two, and that was really. That was really important for the running game um, because it allowed, I mean, you still have to win your one-on-one battles and we'll get to why um, a little bit later. I mean, there's, there's an obvious why there, but it wasn't just the fact that Clemson went to a too high coverage and wasn't putting six and seven in the box that week, just one, the guys up front were just winning their blocks. Like it was, it was, if they, the running backs had enough time to sit there make a decision and then break what they needed to break. And that is something that I think is a, a big departure from what we had against Liberty and what they had against BMI is they sat there and really did their job up front when they needed to. You can still lose what a, with a four-man rush. You can still lose that, that, that run fit. And what Wake said was they weren't going to get beat like that. And, it gave Clemson a bunch of fits, and that's what really I, I don't I don't necessarily agree with the with the sentiment of you know Wake kind of faltered a bit when they when they went too high. Wake Wake did they did just fine. They played too high safety the entire second half and overtime. It stunk a little bit when they got in the shorter fields because that really took over really took everything over the top really away from them. But when they, they had to go through the entire field, they ran. They were playing just fine. What opened up those deep plays in the second half was a those like, the wide receivers were just better than the corners. But if you after the after Wake's first uh, after Wake's first drive in the in the second half, um, I mean they were they were still throwing on them, and they but it was that if there's a run by Christian Turner for five yards that you're like, wait, we got to hold on, and that's what led to the Blake Whitehart touchdown. Was a it was a really good throw, but b the linebackers. The linebacker couldn't get to where he needed to in time because he had been sucked in by the slow mesh. And you look at the rest, the rest of the series. I think the, there's like four minutes, four, like four thirty left in the third, and it's you see, all right, Ellison run for four yards, run for four yards, then gets another first down, run for eleven yards, run for two yards, and then because Ellison had been running so well that drive, the safeties kind of started crashing in, and that then that play to Don, that throw to Donovan. Um, that on the on the left sideline, the reason that happened was a because Donovan Donovan going to beat his man regardless, but because he beat them and the safety had started crashing down and had to and had to bail back, he couldn't get to Donovan in time. Donovan's one of the fastest people on, on the field, but that's the whole emphasis of the slow mesh is they had the safeties crashing down be, um, because the safety felt as if they were going to run the ball and they were getting gashed in the run game. They didn't hand the ball off. He that one two seconds is all they need enough to get behind the defense. Donovan got behind him. Great. So I I thought the play calling the rest of the way was fine. I mean the the, the second to last drive of the first half, 
I thought it, I mean, I thought it was great. It was what Christian Turner, eight yard run, Christian Turner, four yard run, Banks, seven, uh, 46 yard catch on a, on a just an absolute great throw. Um, you know, Chris Turner kind of gets stuffed the first, the first time and then, uh, gets a nice five yard run the next, the next down. Um, you know, it's third, again, third and five. That's a manageable down. I don't necessarily know if, I don't necessarily know if Sam breaking the pocket on that third down is the right call, but I mean, you still got points out of it and that's fine. And you asked your, the, the one thing I will want to take back, I don't know if, so, so the, the entire thought process in kicking the ball wasn't the fact that they thought they couldn't kick the ball of the end zone. It was the fact that if they even missed it a little bit, Shipley's taking that and they did not want the ball in Shipley's hand. So um, the entire game, they were pooch kicking it and they kept pooch kicking it to, uh, to one of Davos when he saw this. Um, which is kind of hilarious. There's actually a, a couple of Clemson fans in front of me, um, Drew Swinney, and they were like, yeah, we're, and I was like, oh, they're just kicking it to a Swinney. He's like, yeah, they're probably kicking it to Drew because Drew's on their kickoff team, um, but they were just pooching it to Drew, and it, it was, it kept working because they kept, they were saving, they were saving bodies in terms of injuries because people weren't colliding down there, and they didn't have to worry about a return. I don't know if more unnecessarily doesn't didn't realize it was Antonio Williams there. I don't know if he if they just said, you know, it's gonna we'll just play and hope someone leaks out. Hope someone, hope someone doesn't leak out. But I mean they kicked it to they kicked they pooched it right to Antonio Williams, who was one of the faster guys on that Clemson team. And you know, someone missed they they got blocked too well and Antonio brings them down to the Clemson 48. The way the defense was playing, I mean, they and they still forced a, they still forced a, uh, a field goal there. I mean, you're at the Clemson 48, and you sat there and got Clemson to basically go about what 20 yards. They they Clemson they basically gave up 20 yards in that um, in that drive, and they they kicked the 52 yard field goal. And Dave Clawson mentioned it in the press conference was you know when Potter hit that field goal and I said it when I was in the stands that would have been good for safety easily that would have been like Potter has Potter has a leg they so that that changed the calculus a bit because they felt you know we can't go for this on at midfield or on our side of the field even if there's remotely more than 10 seconds left because that Potter can Potter can kick can kick it from basically midfield that kind of changed things a bit. I, I I think that kickoff really hurt them. Um, I would have, I would have loved to see what would have happened if Wake doesn't get a short field, and that's and that's not and I, and it's partially a bust on the special teams, and it's partially I want to I want to figure out you know why they kicked it to Antonio Williams, um, and I, that 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 hurt. But I mean, it, it didn't cost them a touchdown; it cost them a field goal. The last drive of the fourth quarter was probably been the most maligned um, quarter on uh, for for wake for in a while and i mean I, I i can i can understand why people wanted to wake was was again torching them through the air but there was the reasoning was because they were sucking them in through the snow mesh and they were running a bunch of one high safety ellison ran incredible that that drive six yard run six yard run six yard run three yard run first down and then after that first down is kind of where the game just sort of turns on its head a minus three loss for justice and you know they're behind the sticks but you take a deep breath you're good the next play is i think one of two plays sam wants back so it's the same play that they actually hit justice ellison on for like a 22 yard game earlier in the the game the running back leaks out um there's tight end kind of hovering over the middle two guys go deep um and I think Jamal Banks comes, uh, whoever the, the the receiver on the on the on the top side kind of comes in the middle too to bring someone with them to clear out that space for Justice Ellison. Because Sam, the way Sam had to read the play, he read it right to left. When he started right to see what was going on, what was going to go on with Banks coming across the middle, and also with Justice Ellison leaking out, what he saw was Barrett Carter standing behind the uh the right end because carter was standing there 
Sam assumed that he was going to be able to, he, he, he knew he wasn't, he knew he wasn't rushing. So he said, okay, since he's not rushing, he's probably dropping back into the flat and will probably get Ellison that's come that had come that had come out of the backfield. What actually happened was Barrett moved over to the middle of the field. He actually dropped back a little bit and looked like he was getting the flat, but then started trailing Barrett Carter. And I think he was trying to follow Sam's highs there. Um, and then if Sam, since Sam's going through the entire reads, if he, if Sam for if Sam for some reason looks back over to Ellison, there's no one within 15 yards of Justice Ellison right there. He dumps it off to Ellison. I think he gets the first down. I, I think on a second and 13, I think if he dumps it off, he gets the first down. But instead, it, it's just too much time. And that was, and he had a bunch of time in the pocket, but it was, he didn't have enough time to scan back over to where Ellison was. And he takes, it takes a sack. Now I got third and 17. You throw that white heart underneath. I mean, that's the whole point of Tampa too, is you having it underneath. Um, you give up everything underneath. You stay back and just don't let anything beat you deep. Throw the white heart. That was a fine play. And that's where it went kind of, kind of wonky. I don't know if Clemson necessarily wanted to take the timeout. Uh, if you watch that back, uh, Bear Carter, um, I believe it was, I think it was, it was Bear Carter or Simpson, but there was a Clemson linebacker that, his helmet pops off and he's in, and he's just in pain and he's kind of just like he's kind of gimpy like he's, you can see him just being in pain coming off the field and I think Dabo calls the timeout because I mean partially because yeah he wants the ball back but I don't think Dabo but I mean Dabo kind of knew he was going to get the ball back with about what 39 seconds left um so I don't I don't think Dabo necessarily wanted that timeout there um, I think if, if he does, if that linebacker doesn't get hurt. And I know in the, in the post game, Clawson says he didn't because of BT Potter. I think also part of that calculus is the clock. If that clock is still moving, I think it was 50 seconds when the timeout was called 49 seconds. When that, when that clock's, when that clock's going and you got, it's, it's fourth and five, you could realistically make a case to, you could very easily make the case say, let's go forward on fourth and five. If we get it and if we bleed the clock down before the snap and we, so and we, we bleed the clock down and we like to look, you can probably bleed it down to about 25, 20 seconds. You run it, you run a, run a pass and play. If you get the first down, you'll probably have about 12 seconds left and you can immediately call a timeout. Right. And you're at what the weight, you're at what the, the Clemson 48. You're at the Clemson 48, you need five yards, you're at the 43. You could realistically say, I can have the I can have a first down with about 12 seconds left. Or you're at the Clemson, you throw an incomplete pass. You can do everything there, but take a sack. Take a sack or or, an, or, or a turnover. If you if you throw an incompletion, um, then Clemson gets the ball at their 48 with about 12 seconds left. You know, you're still a little clinched there, but especially because you think Potter can hit from 60. But you at least say, okay, I think I can trust my defense to not give up 15 yards on one play. And we play that. We play those odds. Um, so I but I think that timeout really, the sack changed things. And I think that sack, I mean, I think the injury on that third down changed the calculus a lot for both teams. It was just those that what some, some things come down to. I mean, over time, I, I thought again. They, I, I thought they ran the ball extremely well in the second half, and over time, they they ran it so. And it wasn't them being conservative; it was they blocked it well. Clemson didn't. Clemson gave them a bare front, and they were fine. Um, I was really, I was impressed. I mean, that first overtime, it's Ellison nine yards, one yard run. He got you know get stopped on on first down, and then tops out a seven yard one. I was really impressed, and then. Well, I was most impressed by him. He he does it in the first in on Wake's first touchdown. He gets Brian Brian Brissett for a, a nice block, and that opens up the lane for Sam to throw a touchdown. He does it again for um for that first touchdown in overtime. Just takes on the linebacker coming in, and it gives Sam. And there was a coverage bust on the on the back end for for Clemson. That's why he is just. I could not, you could not find someone more open in the end zone than that. Um, 
And, and I think that was fantastic from Justice. I thought they blocked extremely well. Really pleased with that. The next, the next drive, JJ just gets beat. Like, space fade. He gets beat. Um, that's tough. I mean, you, you put a man on an island out there. That's You, you went into this game saying, I'm going to stop the run and no one's going to beat me besides DJ making one-on-one throws. You got beat. Tip your cap. That's it. I mean, the next, the next one, uh, you know, the thought it was, you know, we'll shut run, false start. You know, they get a thing we pass and you know, it's third and six. And then he throws a, a dart to Davis Allen. And that's, I mean, it's, it's over Malik and it's like, let's, let's, let's give a, a quick look um, on how, on like the size discrepancy there. And it's, I mean, you know, it is what it is. He, he basically, he threw a ball up high to, a 6'6", guy against Malik, who, who was played out of his mind and is dealing with a shoulder injury. Um, you know, they reported a separated shoulder. He came back, got a shot, came back in. I think he'll play this week. Um, and, you know, a 6'6", 250 guy against a 5'11", on a good day, 180 safety, there's there's just not much you can do. That's, and I think that's where you miss a guy like a Brendan Harris. That, that's where you really miss That's where you really miss him. Um, and it's tough. And the same sort of thing happened with their with their this the week second overtime is you know they ran and then Sam really just uh, I mean it was a tip tip ball of the line it's four yards the fourth down play I just don't I Sam had more time and it, I think that's Sam's only misstep of like actual misstep I I think he could have the one where he misses Ellison I think that was a little bit of a you know if he if he has time to work back across the field you'll see him, but um, it, it's one of those things that uh, that the, the last throw was the one I think he'll want, he'll want back. I, he just, he pulled a trigger against Tampa two. And that was, it was, that wasn't even, that wasn't even just a shell. That was pure Tampa two. And the safety didn't come up to respect the run. He faded back. And I mean, Sam threw it in, in double coverage and, you know, and, and it was part of a two-step drop and, you know it's tough. He tried to put the ball in the hands of his best his best receiver in AT. I would like to see the play work out a little more. I mean, if you if you watch it back, it, he might have if he had a second. I think the the boundary side defensive end is going to come on the inside of the right tackle, and if he does that, Sam has a clear path to a first down running the ball. I think that's just one you just have to play run out a little bit more instead of like chucking it up. But I mean, it's. And, and it sucks that it's the last play of the game, and it, but it shouldn't take away for how it shouldn't and doesn't take away for how good Sam was. Like Sam was, I mean, 20, 29, 337 yards and six touchdowns. Like there, there's nothing you could have, uh, nothing you could have done there. Um, I mean, there, I mean, not, nothing, there's, there's not, not much to critique there. Like he didn't throw a single interception. He had a couple intercepted passes, but I mean, like that happens when you're throwing the ball that much. I mean, it was a, it was a heavyweight fight. I mean, I was impressed on how I was really, really impressed on how they defended the run um, all game. You know, Shipley, you know, stat line wise has 20 for 104, um, which does that sound good? No. Let, let it be reminded that he had a, um, let it be reminded that he had a 53 yard run on the first play of the game. So, you know, it's always like, Oh, you can't take things out, but the rest of the outside of that first run, the very first run of the game, Shipley ran for about two and a half yards a carry. That is that is essentially what you wanted out of this game. DJ ran, DJ ran well. He had a he had a 23-yard run. And I mean, other than that, I mean third, third, he was 14 for 50 for 52. That's about about, about fair. I thought DJ was gonna run a lot and fair. Moffo seven for 26, Kobe Pace three for seven. They 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 defended the run extremely well. And I thought that was something they had to do. There were times that you know there was a couple of plays that guys got beat on, but I mean for the majority of the game, DJ was just throwing dots. There's there's a throw to to I think it was I think it's Ngata and uh, to it's Antonio Williams, their slot guy, and Isaiah Wingfield's playing the best, like just insane coverage on him. There's there's not there's not much more you you put you put that up in the fill room and you go this is the type of coverage I need you to play on every single down and 
DJ just makes an absurd throw. There's just nothing you can do about that. Um, and there were continuously a lot of things that, like, a lot of times they threw, he threw the ball and he went, <laughs> like, I, they, they tip of the cap, good, good job, good job. And, and I think that has to go both ways of there are times that Sam threw touchdowns, um, like the one of Banks um, over over corner where you go, tip your cap, move on. And there are times, there are a lot of times from DJ where he just made big time throws and you tip your cap. And I know there's been some, I know there's kind of some gripes about, you know, bring more pressure. This and that. I mean, rewatching the game, they they weren't getting home six. They got home six once. I think I, I think I counted five times. They they brought six guys. They weren't they that offensive line and shift we held up extremely well. Um, I mean, kudos to them. Between that second quarter and the third quarter, they were they started chasing DJ Way. You saw that's when DJ started getting happy. Being DJ started really throwing a couple balls he really shouldn't have, and they were rushing four on those. Um, that's just how it came down to. They they started they were winning their one on ones in the second and third quarter, and that's what helped Wake get back into it defensively. I mean, you know, Wake scored 28 points in that from the second and third quarter. Clemson scored 14. And, you know, you'll take that all day. You'll, you'll, you'll take that all day you know, for the for Clemson having a quarter where they just kick two field goals and the rest of the time they're you're not doing anything else. Clemson scored a touchdown and two-point conversion in the third quarter. Like it, it's not like they were doing this on they didn't sound like they went 14 points on on three drives. They they had 14 points, I think about seven, eight drives. That's that's about that's about what you want there. And but I think it was a perfect game for the defense. No, I mean, you don't, you gave up 51 points. Like, that's not good. It's not good at all. Give up 371 yards to the air and five touchdowns. Like, you know, it's not good. And some things you kind of tip your cap on, and some things you're like, you know, I, I, they, I think they need Kalen Carson back. I, 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 was, I was a little bit surprised how early he was ruled out. Um, I had heard him in practicing, so I was a little, was a little surprised about that. I mean, your hope is that you can get him back this, you can get him back this week. You know, we touched on Malik. Malik, you know, left for an entire quarter. Uh, looked like AJ Williams was down for a bit. Came back in. Uh, Gavin Holmes got hurt for a bit. Had to come back in. Um, you know, Elder Robinson, which is kind of how it hurts their safety depth. Um, that one didn't look particularly good at all. Um, I, you got to. I think. I think if they have, I they think they have Kalen there. I think they win that game. They didn't, and they didn't win the game, but. I, they they needed a play. They they needed a play, and I, I think I think yeah, I think Dave Clawson touched on this in the press conference. It was it was really striking to me for the fact that Dave didn't say that they needed like to tackle better. They didn't need to cover better. They didn't do. It wasn't it wasn't these sort of like fundamental things. I think we all kind of I think we all kind of felt that Wake just needed one turnover. Um, there wasn't a single turnover in this entire game. I think I think you know there was there was one throw DJ has where they rush four on week rushes four, um, DJ kind of scrambles up to his right and then just throws really bad pass, um, and Jamal Martin breaks it up, and you know if Wake gets an interception there, I think the game's over on the spot. There that that might have that might have been the the straw that broke DJ's confidence that day. That but we also saw Wake couldn't we also saw Wake couldn't really be stopped in that second half. Um, so, I mean, they think they punted twice and one of them was the, the last, uh, last game, the last, excuse me, they punted once in the second half. Like that, that's exactly the type of game I think Wick wanted, you know, after, after 749 in the second half, in the first half, Wick punted once. Then, you know, in the half or whatever. So out of one, two, three, four, five, six. Out of six straight drives, Wake punted once. If if Clemson gets a if Clemson throws a pick right there, I think I think that's game over. And I mean there was certain stuff. I mean Wake got lucky on a turn on, on not turning the ball over. I also get stripped and the ball, you know, rolls out of bounds. So that's you know, some turnover luck there. And then you have the second touchdown, which was so frustrating, not because I thought it was bad technique. I thought it was frustrating because the, Gavin has a pick and it just pops out of his hands and and just drops right into a Clemson receiver's hands for a touchdown. Um, and it was Brandon Spector like that. Like it's, 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 it's plays like that. It's like, yeah, I wanted the ball. You needed the ball to just go to you one way. And, and it didn't, um, it's tough, but 
you know, it is what it is. Um, but I, I, to, the, to the moral victories point, it's one that's one thing where, you know, I, I think it's a game where Wake, Wake proved they could hang. You know, you can't let that hangover come into FSU. But you, you sat, if you sat there and play like that every single game, you're an 11, 12 win team every year. And that's, that's, the, that's the thing that I think is more valuable than a lot of things. It, it's not, it was, this wasn't the Army game where it was just like, we just missed so many tackles and we, just, we bust so many, so many fits and we bust so many coverages. It was, this was a heavyweight battle. Like these are the type of games that we see. And like, you know, I think about the Bama, I mean, it's not Nag title game, but I think about the, the Bama Clemson game a, a few times and it's them just throwing haymakers back and forth. That was this game. It was teams throwing haymakers back and forth. Clemson LSU a couple of years ago, that was haymakers back and forth. Um, and so I, it's the type of game where, you know, you, I, I, you think like, wow, we, we did enough that I think we should have won. But and I mean, post game win expectancy was about seventy percent. So AKA, if you run that game back ten times, I assume Wake wins that seven times. It's tough, um, but I mean, you just, you can't let the hangover happen. But I think it's it's it sucks and it's always cliches of you can't let it beat you and you know, you should hang your head up like that. You compete that way, but you should. There there wasn't a whole lot of things. There weren't a, there weren't a whole lot of things that you can sit there and point to and say Wake just sucked at this. It was guys just made good throws. It was you made good throws. You got stops in the run game. You got stops in the passing game. You ran the ball well against one of the best defensive fronts in the nation. Like that, like that means something. Like that means that I know, you know, people, I think people are going to hold certain things against you. Be like, well, you know, against Liberty, they couldn't do this. And, you know, like whatever. They're like, no, like when you sit there and like kind of rewatch and break the film down, I, I'm someone that loves statistics and you know, like, I don't think they always tell the full story because when you sit there and you watch the game, I don't think how you come out of that game going wake. It, wake isn't a good team. Wake isn't a top team in the ACC. I, I don't think there's an outcome out there. And it's not just because of offense. They made plays on defense. Um, it's not just the, oh no, they just played a, a, a game and, you know, really trying to show it out there. I thought it was a game that wake showed they can finally be they can they can hang with, with, with the big dogs um, and stuff, but I mean that's football. And for being the FSU, let's hear a word from our sponsors. So I mean FSU, I mean first of all, just this game being played. <laughs> uh, if, in case you've been living underneath rock, there is a massive hurricane that is approaching. The uh, state of Florida, most like and mostly the Panhandle. Um, I mean, as of right now, it looks like that. It looks like the it's going to slow down, but it really just might hit Tallahassee really hard. And you know, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen here. You know, I think the three options that can happen are: Wake travels earlier to avoid getting into Tallahassee on Friday. Um, you know, practice-wise, I don't necessarily know how that's going to go over, but I mean, we kind of suck to lose a day of practice, but it is what it is. Um, second scenario is moving the game to October 22nd. So how you can re- rearrange the schedule is you can make this a um, you can make this up to be, I believe it's you're altering Wake Forest Boston College and saying, hey. You guys are going to, we're going to play Boston College this week if you're Wake. Um, Wake's bye week would then be that next week. And then they'd move the game to October 22nd, which would give Florida State a bye week this week. And so Wake, so I think, I think that's the second option. Um, I think it's a plausible second option, the moving the game to October 22nd. Um, so I think the third option is the moving to a neutral site game. I wake for I I think FSU has no sort of incentive or want to move the game to Winston Salem. Um, there's no way you're moving a true road game to Wake Forest. Um, like I, in a game of this magnitude, no shot, no no shot. Um, and I don't blame them for that because if the world reversed, I wouldn't want to go to Florida State. I would be like, no, why why am I taking a 
a massive game at home and putting it on the road. No. Um, I mean, right now I'd probably bet the, the game gets moved. If, if, if there is an outcome besides the game being played on, on October 1st in Tallahassee, if you gave me the option between it, it being moved and it, it being moved locations and it being moved dates, I'd probably wager a lot of money on the dates being moved. Um, I don't know how that was. Nece- I don't know how fond of that I would be necessarily just for me. I mean, I think right now, if I'm able to play in Tallahassee and it's not torrential downpouring, I'm taking Florida State this week. I, I'm, I'm going to Florida State. I'm playing the game. You know, I, I, and I know Jordan Travis is back. I know um, that they've been looking really good on offense. Uh, Florida State's not healthy on the offensive line or on their defense at all. Um, I think their corners are about equal to Clemson to about uh, Nate Wiggins is on Clemson, and we saw how well that went. Uh, their linebackers, I, I, I enjoy their linebackers, and I'm a big fan of Jamie Robinson at safety. Um, also kind of plays a little bit nickel as well. They, they, they're, they're hurting on the defensive line. Uh, they're, you know, they're vaunted transfer portal addition and Jared Burst, defensive end is, um, I'm, I'd be shocked if he played this week. Uh, looks like uh, they're starting defensive tackle, baby and love it would be out this week. Um, you know, they've got a couple, their interior is really banged up. Um, they've got a bunch of guys facing injuries across the team. You know, I was really, I, I was, I, you know, there's my, my hesitancy on Florida state right now is, you know, who have they played? Um, I thought they've looked good. Um, you know, I do think the LSU game, I don't necessarily know LSU is any good. I think that offensive, I think this is by far the best offensive line we've played. I don't think, I don't think Duquesne's it's, it's Duquesne. Duquesne is not, is not good. I don't think LSU's is all that good. Um, I don't think that um, Louisville is all that good. Boston College might have the worst team in the ACC. <laughs> so I, so I think that's a, I think that's a really interesting thing here for, for that is, you know, for FSU, you know, yes, you've performed well in these games. Could, should you have won that Louisville game? I don't know. I think, I think, I don't know if, I don't think Louisville's good this year. And I think it's a really good story. I back a quarterback went out there and beat and beat Louisville. Thank you for doing that. You don't care about Louisville in this podcast. Um, not from a, not from a play standpoint, that team just is, we don't like that team. <laughs> that team, that team has had, has given so many issues for everything in terms of, you know, waking leaks and in terms of just being a frustrating team to just kind of figure out. Like Louisville has just been so, such a frustrating team to figure out. Um, but I think that this is by far the best team FSU will have, will have played. And I don't think this is the best team that Wake has played. I think we just saw the best team Wake has just played in Clemson and they went toe to toe there. And I think, you know, does Wake sit out there and throw this Hartman go 20 for 29 for over 300 yards and six touchdowns again? Probably not. <laughs> But it, there's a considerable advantage, and then there's even even bigger advantage right now with them being FSU being not healthy, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I I would love for for this game to be played on Saturday at three thirty. I would also love for the people of Tallahassee to not have to go through a category two hurricane and be displaced, and there's probably going to let all damage. I think that's a big thing right now. Is making sure the people of Tallahassee and the players and the coaches and their families are all safe, making sure that, that you know, it's, it's not just about football. It's, you know, do I need to get these kids out of here right now? Um, do I need to be wasting police officers on game day or should they go help make sure people are okay and can get out of their homes? Um, but I mean, just kind of looking over Florida State as a, as a full team. Yeah. It's, it's, the biggest thing for me is, I think they've played extremely well, but I want to see it against a team that is good. And I don't think there's a question Wake Forest is good. I think I can question every other team on FSU's list. And, so, and, I, and the thing is, I, I think Jordan Travis has been playing amazingly. Opponent adjusted, whatever. I think Travis Jordan Travis has been has been fantastic. They have an insane stable of running backs, um, whether it's Ward, whether it's Benson. Um, they they have they, that entire stable of like four running backs is, is great. I've really enjoyed uh, Michael Pittman's actually looking like 
looking competent. I mean, I, I think he, he when he really showed at Oregon, it, it didn't really look all that great. Um, but he, he at least last week against uh, against Boston College looked good. You know, um, Johnny Wilson is six foot twelve at this point. Uh, he's a massive dude, <laughs> um, and I think the I think there was a good. He developed faster than I think anyone expected. Um, he developed really well um, so far, and you know, it's, you can't teach someone being kind of fast at six foot seven. <laughs> and I think you know that's going to be an issue for Wake's corners, but no matter when he played, but you know, uh, he's he's been playing well. I think uh, Williamson for them, another wide receiver, had a good game for them. But you know, is that partially because? Is that partially because Boston College is bad, or is that because you know Williamson actually had that? I know I think Deuce Span is um, for them is a wide receiver is, is finding an injury, um, and I mentioned going off the line there. I mean they're they're hurt. I mean they I know I think Bless Harris is down. Um, I think they have a left tackle out as well, um, and uh, I know Cooper's out for them, and uh, Scott I think their center. They they're not they're not healthy. They're, they're, they're not the healthiest on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, they're, it's going to be a team that's going it, to, it, it's similar to Wake in a sense of they're going to, they want their run game to set up a passing game. And, you know, how, how does that work when your offensive line isn't as healthy? You know, that's not going to hurt you against a Louisville, Louisville's front. It, I think that was one of the most overhyped things on the planet. Louisville's front isn't good this year. Um, Boston College, Again, the worst team in the ACC. Um, LSU, I think they did a good job, but that was with a lot of those bodies healthy. Um, you know, what does it look? What does it look like now? So, I think that's going to that's a big test for FSU. Is you know, can they can they block? And you know, I think Jordan Travis can make the one on one throws, and Wade's going to have to do a really good job contain because he he can just he can break the game. But you know what happens when he's getting when he's getting pressured more. And I think he will, I think as this, as the slate gets harder for them and, and they're not getting these offensive line at bat, that's a really big question. Are they going to try to go more run heavy? Are they going to use more, more short passes to really, to like, whether it's Pittman, whether it's the backs to really try to get people to back off of them. You know, I, I, I'm interested in seeing what, um, what Atkinson's game plan is. Um, I think Alex Atkinson is, is one of the best, better offensive coordinators. I'm going to say the best offensive coordinator um, in the ACC. I think, I think he's, he has worked his absolute butt off for many years. Um, and I think, I think Atkins is, I think Atkins is great. I have a lot of respect. I have a lot of respect for Atkins. I know a lot of people that I talk, that I talk to Courtney wise have a lot of respect for Atkins players. Um, really he he's, 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 he's a damn good recruiter, damn good um, offense coordinator. Um, lot, 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 lot to love about him. Um, but yeah, but I want to see what his what his adjustments are. And I know they've had the bye weeks to really figure that out. Well, they'll try to figure that out, but we're going to see it there. Defensively, we kind of the same thing I touched on earlier was that front that front line is is banged up. Um, you know, interior wise, they're banged up. They're missing their their probably third best player overall in Jared Verse right now. Would he play on Saturday? I don't know. Um, I don't. I don't. I have no inside info on that one right now. But you know. It, it didn't look great. I think he's he's gonna be back this season. Um, but will he play this Saturday? I don't know. There's a lot of there's a lot of you know unknowns with with FSU, which is why I thought the which is why I thought the it ballooning to FSU minus six or six and a half was a little weird to me because I don't think anything really changed on Wake's injury front, and I think there's still a bunch of unknowns on FSU's. And so I thought that'd be closer. I thought it would just stay around FSU minus three. I thought that'd be, I thought I'd be, I, mean, I thought it'd be, think it'd be a fair line if, you know, if it was Wake minus three in, in Winston-Salem. Um, I thought this would be a pretty, pretty even, even spot. Um, I'd have Wake later favorite in this, but I wonder if the, you know, weather permitting, I think that might be something that people are trying to take some bets on and the line moving that way. Cause it being a rain game would severely hamper Wake's Wake's ability. I mean, I remember what was it the hurricane game honestly in twenty nineteen when uh Jamie with Jamie Newman got hurt in the Louisville game and so Sam Hartman started that game and they basically just said Sam you're not throwing the ball. Um, you know, I 
I think the weather might impact that line, but I want to see, you know, what the actual conditions are. Are you still playing in, are you still playing in rain or, or is it just, you know, you're playing in, in the kind of aftermath of it. If you're playing the aftermath of it, I'm, I don't really care that much, but if you're playing in actual rain, then yeah, that, that makes more sense, but we'll see. It's going to be a weird week. Uh, we're going to, we're going to, figure out what's happening with this game. I think the earliest that we'll hear from this game will be on Wednesday. Um, you know, I kind of wish it was a little bit earlier, but you got to let these things progress because it's not as easy as it seems to just move an entire team, all of who's covering the game, everyone involved. Are you like, are you moving it to Atlanta? Are you moving it? Like, what, where are you moving it to? Uh, it's not easy to do that. And so I think, you know, I'd prefer it to be earlier, but Storm's going to do their own sort of thing and you got to just let the information come out and we'll go from there. Um, I'm I'm really excited to see this. This is like this is a game I've kind of circled and been like, hey, this is something Wake can't let let them get past them. And I think FSU is a, a pretty decent team. I think they're. I think you could easily make a case for them being the third best team in the in the ACC Atlantic and the ACC in general. Coastal stinks. Miami stinks. Pitt is fine. <laughs> I mean, they, they I, fine is a relative term. UNC could. For everything the line about about at least at least Clemson's offense looked really good. Notre Dame's offense didn't even look good against Notre Dame. Notre Dame just looked bad. <laughs> I mean, UNC just UNC just looked bad. Like that, and I think there's that's the weird thing of like you know you, you can't just look at points and yards and say okay, well this thing is good, this thing is bad. It just looked like UNC just was out there going through the motions half the time on defense. Like that's not good. That, that's not good. Um, yeah, but I think there's. I mean, you can make the case that FSU is uh, the third or third or fourth best team. I think they're definitely the fourth best team. Um, and I think that, I think that I think the grouping right now is of any of any ways. I think Clemson they're up top, and then you can organize State, Wake, and Clemson in whatever form you want. I'd probably go Wake, and then a close tie on State and FSU. I think NC State is a team that is their defense is really solid. I think that's a really good defense. You know, they got like a Peyton, a Peyton Wilson who's a really good soft defender who's looked a lot better. But I also still go, who have you played to them? Um, I think I think that I have that question with both them and FSU. And I think that State can't move the ball as well as they want to. I I, I don't they don't have their receivers to do it. They've been running the ball a little bit better, but the fact that I can just sit there and put my corners on, on the one V one and it's fine. That's a, that's an issue like that. Like it's not like, I don't need Like I don't need a shade of safety over there too often. I can just put my corners on there and I, and I, I honestly would feel fine about it. Um, and then for the FSU, I think FSU's offense, you know, depending on being hot, FSU is, is purely is purely a health based thing. I think if FSU was fully healthy, they are the third best team in the ACC and I think, and even without people being healthy, yeah, I think it's going to be a, a little bit of a back and forth game. But I think if they had everyone healthy, I think it'd be no question. I think it'd be Clemson, Wake, FSU. I think that'd be the, this is the top three teams in the ACC and go from there. Um, so I'm excited about this. It should be another game that, you know, why, what makes college football fun, which is, you know, you don't really know what's going to happen. You're not sitting there assuming, ah, you know, one team's going to run another off the field. It's no, like, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen in this game and I'm, I'm excited. So as always, uh, fi- like leaving a five-star review um, really helps the channel. I'm really been appreciating your support here. We've been just shattering, you know, week over week records um, listening to this. So I've been, I'm really impressed with you guys. Um, see if we can keep going. As always, good eeks.